0: Yeah. Uh, look crafty with intelligent design. Yeah. Seem was leading straight to my demise. Yeah. But the moment I encountered the divine. And that's when I saw grace and truth, they intertwined. In yeah. And it's fine. Yeah. Now I see it's hard and What's it up, fam? Welcome back to the Time Is the ripe, ripe podcast. My name is Scott Smith, and I am your host. Along with a couple of other people today here on The Time is Ripe. This is a podcast of Ripe Creatives. And uh, the whole purpose of this podcast is for us to go back in time to discuss events that happened within the Ripe community. Typically, we're talking about concerts, gigs, retreats, conferences that we went and performed at. Um, today, we actually have a really different episode. It's our first time ever doing something like this, where we're going to be talking about not an event that we you know, had some of our people minister or perform at, but rather, talk about an event that we did for our own community. Um, and that was our first ever Ripe Retreat. And uh, this happened all the way back in May of 2023, May 12th through the 13th, We did a Friday evening into Saturday night. And uh, to talk about the Ripe Retreat, which is our first one overnight that we ever did, um, I have a couple of guests here. I, have, of course, I have Jarrett my Moses in the building, as always. As always, is correct. <laughs> um, and we also have a first-time guest that we have been attempting to get on a podcast for two seasons now. And he could have been on many, many, many episodes because he is at almost everything we talk about. Uh, but we really wanted to find a space where his voice could come to the, you know, like cream to the crop and allow him to really share his perspective about Ripe and Creatives Philly and just his entire history with us in a more extended kind of way. And what better to do that than the retreat that was all about Ripe? So for the first time ever on The Time is Ripe, right, we got Savage Consultations himself, Savage Media. Ayo. The Sav. Raph the Sav.
1: Raph the Sav. Raffy Taffy. Raffi Taffy.
0: <laughs> Raphael. he's in the building (laughs) rafi why don't you introduce yourself real quick to everybody thank you for being here my friend
2: hello guys my first time as they said my name is raf i run savage consultation but i have it as savage production llc for creatives and i run mainly the video stuff alongside jared doing audio and all these cool stuff
1: if you ever watch the uh uh Creatives' videos, uh, the more recent ones especially, at the end you'll see three logos, and that is the three partners that are actually in this room right now: Savage Consultations, Ripe Creatives, mm-hmm. and Top Mop Productions.
0: We are behind most of the content that you see on the Ripe Creatives YouTube page. Uh, there's certainly some other other pieces of content out there, but for the most part, yes, Creatives Philly, the platform that we that we do on Tuesday nights is the main place where we create a lot of the content hmm. that lives on that page. And that is very mainly responsible because of Raph um, being behind a camera. Um, Raph and I go back quite a few years now. Um, you have a very interesting story within Ripe um, that's very unique for, for most of the people in Ripe because your way in was in the original Ripe, which was Ripe Creation LLC. It was a media production company with photography and videography. Shout out to Dan Jaffe, the original CEO, Presidente of uh, All Things Ripe. Um, He's the one who kind of basically founded Ripe. Uh, Him and a couple other people started it. And your first connection was really with Dan doing video stuff
2: on that set. Yes, sir. So me and Dan actually met through my church at In The Light. When Dan used to um, attend In The Light, I mean, that's where we got connected. So... A guy named Jonathan Centeno. He was a production director there. Yeah, literally just connected me with him. It was an event at our church that he connected us uh, connected us with. So pretty much then and there, we just stay connected. So he's been wanting to get me into a project for a while, and he just couldn't do it. I don't know if it's schedule or communication, but nonetheless, like we've always wanted to work together, and finally, um, January of 2020, I believe he finally had something solidified to actually for me to come and help out, which was, was it the March creatives event that we had? Oh, February. It was February?
0: Yeah, it was right before the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first, was that the first time I met you? There's no
2: way. That's probably not the first time I met you, but that was like the first event that like we finally had something to do together. Yeah. So. So
0: for context, there's a, there's a whole other podcast that we, we launched a couple years ago called Coming in Ripe, (laughs) and it was actually under Ripe Creation, the LLC, um, that has since kind of taken a a big backseat because Dan is working for Apogee and no longer doing the media production stuff uh, full-time the way that he was. Basically, back in 2019, whenever I launched Ripe Creatives alongside of Ripe Creation, we used Creatives Philly, the platform, the Tuesday night platform, the open mic events, to be a place where all the ripes kind of work together. And so Dan, ripe creation media would shoot photography, videography for the events. And that was kind of Dan's model was, can I use creatives as a Guinea pig platform to bring people in that I might want to do professional work with? Can creatives be a platform where I can help, you know, see if these are people I want to work with. And I was like, absolutely. And so I think that that February show was the first time you were shooting RAF
2: yep sounds about right so
0: a little bit of backstory RAF was around for a long long time and uh, yeah super excited to talk about this whole retreat thing um, it's been a it's been a heck of a journey to get to the retreat um, this was a, a gigantic you know kind of undertaking to be able to do a retreat in May um, trying to coordinate 35 people's schedules is difficult <laughs> Um <laughs> It takes a lot of effort. It usually takes us about six months to find a weekend where we are all able to say yes to that same date. Um, And even in saying yes at the time, some people said yes.
1: They said yes, and they were the reason we chose that weekend. And then they couldn't make it.
0: Yes, (laughs) couple couple people, we love you. Uh, But they, you know, it's what happens in life. You know, somebody's gonna make make a mistake. You're not gonna bat a thousand every time. Um, But I felt like it was really important for us to do a RIPE retreat because in RIPE, the overarching community within RIPE Creatives, there is the Creatives Philly team that Raph and Jared are part of, there are the RIPE music artists, there are the RIPE poets, and there's the RIPE worship team. And then there's also like a bunch of other people that are on just events in general
1: with us. Yeah, they float around wherever we need them for an event.
0: Yep. And then there's like extended family outside of just those 35 people that we're connected to within relationship. And all of those people and some of these people that aren't even in RIPE come to our family nights and spend time with us. Mm -hmm. And we hang out. But we don't really have a whole lot of spaces to get some work done to articulate goals and values and vision for what we are trying to accomplish as a ministry over the long haul. And so our idea was, why don't we do a working retreat where we go away and we dedicate about 24 hours to to having conversations that are important to happen for us to be able to move forward. Um, We did this two years ago in one day with about seven of us, back whenever Ripe was just a handful of people. And it was one of the most valuable twelve-hour periods in the history of ripe. Um, a lot of the things that make us who we are now came out of that twelve hours. And so our thought was, what if we try this again with now all these new people? And we set up meetings in a way to to maximize some time together. And I think I think overall that happened. When you guys heard that we were going to do a retreat, what were your thoughts like about the why we were doing it?
1: I like the why because I think when. Before it was even announced, like you had talked to me a little bit to flesh out some of the ideas of what all should be included. Like I I didn't help make like major decisions. The actual planning and layout came from you and Emily, but I, I liked the idea from the start because you said that it was going to be a chance that we could talk through things that needed to be talked through that we didn't have time or the space to talk about in every
2: single one of those parts of RIPE. Yeah, I mean, as soon as I heard it, definitely loved everything about it. I mean, just like what you mentioned in regards to um, just getting everyone in the same area to actually just have a conversation, do community, do life together. It was just very well needed.
0: No, I I agree. I think it was, uh, it's funny because I think we've done some of the community stuff pretty well over the last year in the sense of like having these family nights Yes, and getting people together but there's like kind of a rub in there with family nights because we kind of have to meet too and like put some things out there and like throw out, Hey guys, next week, here's the date that's coming up. We all need to be on the same page about it. So we sometimes kind of have family nights slash meeting time, but we did, we don't actually have a right meeting ever. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like even creatives Philly team, like we just meet before the event because our team is so talented and capable that we can just meet for 15 minutes before doors open, everybody be able to be totally on point with their tasks and go to execute the event to perfection. Right. That's, that's rare. So we don't have a ton of like, Oh, here's what we're going to do at this time. And here's what we're going to do at this time. Here's what we're going to do at this time. Everybody's just on the same page. Um, but we do need to be on the same page about big stuff. Like, what does it mean for somebody who wants to be in ripe worship to be invited into ripe worship?
1: How do they get invited How do they get
0: worship? invited? What's the on-ramp? What is the process for that to happen? Um, ripe artists, do we want to do something collaborative? Is that an expectation or a desire? Like, what are your goals as an artist versus what my goals are as an artist? Ripe poetry, probably should have had a be- bigger meeting than we did, but there was an intent to have a meeting about, you know, some touring ideas and different things like that. And even within Creatives Philly, there was some internal stuff we needed to talk through with regards to, you know, long-term venue stuff and how we want to navigate all that. So it was important to have all of these conversations and there was a value in what does it mean for us to have them all in one space over the course of a day and then be able to share the outcomes from said meetings to each other. If we can all know what each other is thinking, then we can actually be on the same page as we move forward.
1: Did we actually get a chance to explain each meeting like as a group? I forget.
0: Yeah, we definitely did. Okay. Saturday night after dinner.
1: Oh, you're right. I forgot about that part.
0: You're good. You're good. Yeah, yeah. So as I said, it was Friday night through Saturday night, and sessions based around important things that we needed to talk about. Um, we definitely had conflicts with people being in and out, so we had to change pretty much the entire schedule, which was fun. <laughs> Because uh, there were certain people that had to leave by like 10 a.m. There were certain people that had to leave by 3 p.m. So there's only technically one hour on Saturday morning where everybody was there that needed to be there to have certain meetings. So we had to just reorganize stuff. Classic, you know, planning and failure. Uh, backup to backup plans to the backup plans.
1: Even then, you had some people who were out with a plague. Oh Frickin yeah. Emily and Rosie. Yeah,
0: Emily would be definitely be on this episode cuz Emily did a lot of the planning for the retreat, a lot of it.
1: But if you don't come, you don't get to be on the on the podcast episode. Well, it
0: just doesn't make sense. She was she was she was in bed with the bubonic plague. <laughs> Her and Rosie were so sick, they couldn't even come to the retreat that she basically planned. Um, but let's just work through it a little bit cuz I I think there's some stuff that we did that could be valuable for our listeners to know. Mm -hmm. Um, Friday night, we gathered, we dropped off stuff. Oh, we did this all at Carson Simpson, too. Yes. That's a big part of this whole thing. Um, Shout out to Jonathan Curtis, uh, the Worship Fest event that we do. We also do a handful of other events with their camp during the summer. Uh, Become one of the biggest partners of Ripe Creatives is Carson Simpson. So we did the retreat actually on site at Carson Simpson. So shout out to Jonathan.
1: Another proof of our relationships and connections growing for RIPE throughout Philly and the surrounding areas.
0: Most definitely. Um, CSF, shout out to you. Thank you again. So we got there on Friday, and everybody kind of got there between like 6 and 7, dropped off their stuff. We had a guy's uh, dorm and a girl's dorm, which was kind of funny, like going back in time to being... Teenagers again, (laughs) and uh, you know, making all the married people split up, (laughs) and uh, guys go with guys, gals go with gals. Um, It just like had like a very
1: nostalgic
0: feel to it, you know, as as for people who grew up going to church retreats as kids or going to youth camp, you know, it kind of felt like camp for a day.
1: The whole separation, it, it made it feel like we were there for a purpose, which we were, and I think that just helped everyone's mentality
2: be in that state where we needed it to be. Yeah, I've never really been into a Christian retreat or a retreat or a summer camp, so it was a whole new experience for me to just be with the boys and the girls are all separated and we're all just having fun in the campsite. Yeah, yeah it was cool.
0: Yeah, it definitely was not your typical retreat where you like are just relaxing, getting into worship, chilling out, maybe hearing a message or something, and then going for a hike doing a Devo, you know, like this was like a working retreat. Um, And we use that language very specifically with everybody in our community because we needed that expectation, like you said, Jared, to be set going in. Like, hey, we're here to get some stuff done because we don't create a ton of time to get this stuff done throughout the year. So we need to get this done here. And uh, Friday night, though, was really, really special because rather than start with like a team meeting type of thing, we did a session where Dan Jaffe, shout out to Dan, came in and him and I actually shared the ripe story um, from the very beginning, like Mm -hmm. from him being a college student at St. Joe's and him and my relationship at that point and God giving him this vision to steward and then, you know, seven, eight years later, what it's become with 35 incredibly talented, excellent creatives and artists in a room together. But I just felt like, for me, there wasn't a better way to start the retreat. But I would love to hear what you guys thought about, you know, night one, session one stuff.
2: I know a little bit about, you know, the context behind, like, how everything started with Dan because I got a little bit closer to him. But I think him explaining exactly, like, where everything started, I feel like everyone in our group has finally understood, like, where it actually started. I feel like everyone had a little bit of pieces of something of the story but hearing it exactly from dan and you scott it was just like wow like all this happened and now everything's connected and people understand like where we actually came from
1: i think it was a matter of it, it showed us where we came from but also kind of showed us where we were because uh, with how many people there are in ripe we've all joined in different ways different capacities and different parts of ripe yeah. we all we've never really all been on the same page of like what ripe is what the actual like hierarchy of how ripe is laid out in matter of importance for events or conglomerates of ripe. Because it used to be like ripe creation and ripe creatives. They were the two top pieces and everything worked under that. But at this point, it's kind of molded into ripe creatives and everything works out as a part of ripe creatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that kind of helped transition that thought process and explain it to people. Cause I know that we've had conversations to explain that. And I'm sure there were some other people that were in that room that hadn't gotten those conversations. So they yeah. got to understand it better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause it really, when ripe creation had already existed and then I'm launching ripe creatives alongside of it, kind of as like a sister nonprofit organization, uh, ministry, Christian ministry under ACT international, but ripe creation already exists as an LLC. They're doing media stuff. I'm doing ministry stuff. Well, because there's two ripes, now there's three ripes, because ripe music is like, well, yeah, we're ripe music. We're not ripe creation or ripe creatives. We're ripe music. And it's like, well, technically, you need to be under one of these things, right? (laughs) Because these are the organizational structures, Ripe Music isn't an organization. It doesn't have a legitimate um, stake in, you know, it's not a company. It's not a business or a ministry, in that sense, and Right Music as a brand is already actually in use from our friends up in Boston that are called Right Music, right? We don't know them, but I was going to say not exist. our actual friends. We just know who they are. We just <laughs> know that they exist now. We didn't whenever we launched everything, but that's fine. Uh, I don't necessarily know if they did exist seven years ago, but
1: they did. I was actually listening to them seven years ago. <laughs> oh dang, R I P. E. Ah, got it. Ba-dum-ts.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. Um. But yeah, so the, the the concept of now you have ripe worship. And it's like, where does ripe worship live? Right. So now you have four ripes. And now, technically, with ripe poetry, right? So now there's five ripes. And it's like, actually, okay, when, when ripe creation as an LLC kind of said, okay, we're going to take a step backward, the, the brand is going to be ran through the Ministry of Ripe Creatives. This retreat was the first time that was articulated, I think, to everybody. We need to consolidate under the brand of ripe creatives, like for the sake of our future, to protect our future, and so that we understand that we are pieces of one another, and you might be a poet, and you might be a videographer, and you might be a singer-songwriter, and you might be a worship leader, and you might be a hip-hop artist, and you might be a DJ. We are all a part of ripe creatives, the ministry, and let's view it through that lens. And so that was even a big thing for Dan as somebody who launched the entire brand, launched the entire vision to validate that's what needs to happen. I think it was really special. Yeah. Anything else from just Dan's session that you felt like stuck out?
1: I, I just like listening to Dan talk because he's pretty articulate with how he explains things. He thinks out what he's saying well and and just delivers it in a way that makes sense to everybody. And if anyone did have a question, he could easily expand on it if he actually needed to, which he didn't that night. But yeah, he like you said, it was nice hearing him affirm the direction that Ripe was going in. And it actually, I think it explained some things to him that he didn't even know were going on. And and it just made him, I think, happy to see it keep going.
0: No, it's so good, Jared. Yeah, I, I just for me... I feel like it's so easy for me to like help lead and facilitate ripe creative stuff because it's really not mine. You know what I mean? I think sometimes people can get pretty controlling about stuff if it's theirs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have a adamant level of understanding that even ripe creatives or ripe as a community was given to me to steward, mm-hmm. right? I was invited in to be a part of it to steward as one of many, and now in this new iteration, like, yes, because I run the nonprofit ministry aspect of it, there's some level of leadership that I have to have within the community, but it's still not mine. And I view it as ours because that's the way Dan set that for all of us And right at the beginning. It was our thing, even though it was his thing, it was our thing. And I want to live out that legacy, right? And that's the way I why I operate in the ways that I operate with inviting people into decision making and how do we make this work and how does this match up with that stuff? Like trying to make it fit together like a puzzle. That comes from Dan's heart, and that was uh, that was modeled for us. And so, you know, I think yeah, I was just emotional listening to him affirm what it is now as what his original vision really was. 'Cause even when he launched the media production company LLC, that was just him having a skill set to create the the ultimate end goal, which was ripe in its current form. He just did it through media stuff at the beginning. And now as like kind of a ministry five oh one C three, it's it's flourishing into some things that he's always desired it to do. Even stuff he never told me we're doing right now, which is crazy. Yeah, it was it was a great first night. After that, we just kind of hung out on the uh, the porch, Raph the Sav was chilling, watching the the moon and stars While hanging editing. out out front.
1: <laughs> <What>? While editing. <laughs>
0: you editing on Friday night?
1: I was editing
2: something, yeah. <laughs> of course he was.
0: Raph never doesn't have a computer in front of him. I'm surprised he's not editing right now during this podcast.
2: I can't multitask. <laughs> he might be. Where are your hands, Raph? Where are your hands? Next session, a couple more podcasts. <laughs> I need some practice.
0: That's so funny. Um, but Saturday morning is whenever we, you know, so everybody went to bed Friday night. Some people were trying to make some music together.
1: Yes. Which I there's There was like someone's car sessions or whatever. I think it was Demir and Aaron doing something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, they went outside and started recording music. That's kind of what happens whenever you get a bunch of us in the room together. Honda um,
1: Civic Sessions. Yeah.
0: The Honda Civic Sessions, Volume 1. It's super funny. But Saturday morning was whenever we went, basically, you know, breakfast into the run of the day. Yes. Um, Just want to shout out the meals. B. Gives. Uh, B. Gives. Brandon Gibbon, thank you for breakfast. Um, Simone, shout out to Simone for lunch. That was very kind of you. Jonathan. Our host, Jonathan Curtis, as well as Joel Bielefeld, who's on our board of directors with uh, Ripe Creatives under ACTs on our ministry accountability team. Um, Joel uh, cooked dinner for us. Yes. And so the meals were covered. And that was huge because Emily got sick.
1: Yeah. Getting people to come in on those was yeah. nice. Yeah.
0: So thank you so much for uh, making that happen for us because we wouldn't have eaten any food and everybody would have quit right forever. <laughs> so thank you for making sure nobody quits.
1: And for for snacks and drinks throughout the day. You stocked us up really well to have have any cravings fulfilled.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure we ate them for the next three family nights. That's how, <laughs> that's how much was left over. So Maybe, uh, probably. Thank you for that. But throughout that day, so meals were covered, we all together... There was a couple sessions that we did all together, but for the most part, in the morning and afternoon, we split up into two different things happening simultaneously. Number one was a team meeting that needed to take place so that we could have an hour together in a room to plan and execute stuff, while everybody else did these things called triads,
2: mm-hmm. which
0: the goal was to have three people go off, pray for each other, share with each other, hang out. I wasn't in any triads because I was in all the meetings. But Same. I don't know if Raf, you got to be a part of any
2: triads. We tried to have a triad, but it was only two guys left over from the whole situation. She had a dyad. <laughs> yeah, two ad. Oh. 2 ad. <laughs> <laughs> so it was me and um, Demir. We grabbed Starbucks, and we were just talking about like what we're up to in regards to projects, just brainstorming, just making sure things are in schedule. And I mean, that was like a very fast hour, but we were just catching up in life.
0: Yeah. This was up. Did you do any other triad sessions? Any other ones? I don't think so. Were you so. in the rest of the meetings? You were I, probably in a I bunch think he of was meetings. in all the
1: others that that we had, other yeah. than the Ripe right Poetry one, but that took place while everyone just kind of had a group hangout.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so here were, the, here were the four main meetings. The first one started right up, crack of dawn, was Ripe Worship, and that was with Emily over a phone because she was dying of the plague, <laughs> and then everybody else in Ripe Worship was in that room. And it was like pretty cool because they made definitions of, here's what we are. Like, we're not just kind of a community of worshipers. We're a team. We're like a worship team, right? We are a community of worshipers, but we're more than that because of the opportunities that God has provided for us to go lead worship places. Mm -hmm. And so making definitions around that, because there's been some lack of clarity there. Like, what is ripe worship? And so they actually came to some conclusions there, which I think was really valuable, Um, And then they also talked about the ripe leadership, ripe worship leadership team. Yeah. So it didn't all fall on Emily anymore.
1: They announced that, and that's actually a really good way to do things, I think.
0: Yep. So, like, different people picking, you know, the way that they're going to organize and structure songs or what their set lists are going to be or um, somebody picking up pastoral care or making sure that they do a debrief after a gig. Like, everybody has a new responsibility within the team to make sure that it's not just one person trying to lead 15 different people. Yeah. And I think that was, that was really healthy. Um, the second meeting I believe was a ripe Artist meeting, which that one was really good as well. Um, that was like a time for people to talk about the goals that they have and where they're, where they're at and some different ideas came up around collaboration stuff and different people having different uh, other people on different songs that they're working on and news about, stuff that was already in the works was shared, which I think was really valuable. And I think the outcome for that was um, them wanting to do their own retreat. Yes. Them spending that hour and saying, what does it look like for us as artists to go do a writer's retreat or go do a recording retreat together where we come together and we make some songs, either for each other or just separately encouraging one another in that process?
1: No, that's the best way to describe what happened in those it was a lot of people saying hey here's what I can be held accountable on hold me on it which is kind of the point of the the ripe artists like especially whenever they meet together like it's it's hard whenever you work on your own to actually keep yourself up to date on everything you want to accomplish when you have someone around you like they'll give you a kick in the pants to get moving on what you need to do.
0: We all need that whether that's within something called ripe or not Mm -hmm. if you are you know, self-starter, entrepreneurial type. You still need somebody checking in to make sure that you're actually hitting the goals you want to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's that's artistry one-on-one right there. Like you have to, if you really want to release an album by the end of the year, you got to start working backwards. Well, that means I need to have every song mixed and mastered completely and sent to the. You know, Spotify by November, mm-hmm. which means that by October, I need to have all the stems and everything to the mixing and mastering guy. Yeah. So by October, that means I need to have all everything final recorded, right? Which means I need to have the vocals recorded and just working backwards with a plan. And, you know, it's a chance for us to not tell people, here's what your goal should be. We're not a label, right? And we're never going to become a label. But as an independent artist, what do you desire to see yourself do? we can be in accountability for that to happen.
1: Yeah. It's super important, the whole community aspect, because, I mean, it's described in the Bible that Christians need to be around each other to hold each other accountable and keep each other lifted up, and that comes with being in a like mindset. And alongside that, you see that people in the secular world have even started picking that up, where if if you're wanting to see yourself succeed as an entrepreneur— You need to be around other entrepreneurs that are going to keep you accountable and keep you driven to keep doing what you're doing and to grow yourself. Raf and I hang out all the time because we are both freelance entrepreneurs, like doing our own things on the side. And I always feel like crazy amounts of encouragement and just push to do better, be better. Like we'll ask each other, hey, what do you have going on this week?
2: Oh, you've got a meeting. Let me know how that goes. Yeah, me and Jared are best buds. (laughs) Yeah, I remember even just the conversation we all had during that meeting. It was a matter of like plans of actions. It was just keeping it very basic and simple. Like, one thing that I've learned in ministry was keeping it basic with three things, which is the admin side, the tech side, and having the pastoral care side to be taken care of as well. Because, as independent artists or just a content creator, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, if we're being creative, like, we need those three things in a sense of like, you know, just going one by one. Like, We need to know our schedule. Like, we need to put things in our calendar, make sure we do our practice, we do our, um, you know, follow ups with people. In regards to tech, like, we need to know what we're working with. Like, if we're an artist, a rapper, or an editor, like, you gotta make sure that you know how to use your stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, as the pastoral side, that's where, you know, what does that look like in regards to accountability, our time with the Lord? Because if we don't have those three things, then we're kind of just shooting blanks.
0: Somebody write that down. <laughs> you gotta copyright that for your book, Raph. <laughs> um, no, it was, it was super good. I mean, that was, that was actually shared in that artist's meeting. And but, like, Raph is not a hip hop artist or a singer songwriter or a poet, right? I
2: can be. <laughs> no, no, no.
0: <laughs> that was a lie if you missed the sarcasm. Um, but why Raph was in that meeting is because your brain just thinks this way. Your brain thinks order, structure, planning. How do I get from A to Z? I got to hit B, C, D, E, F, and so on. Yeah. And so I've always appreciated about the, about the that about you, rather. And same with Jarrett, right? Like, Jarrett is a self-starter, somebody who goes after and does things. I was like, I feel like both of you guys being in the artist meeting, there's value in just you guys being in the room to hear where people are at, not to get pulled into, hey, Jarrett, can you blank for me? Or, Raph, can you shoot this for me? But just to be in the yeah. room as... People who execute plans well to kind of understand, okay, where are the where are the weaknesses within this space with some of the artists as they're trying to make sense of how they want to accomplish their goals and what feedback can I give so that they can get there. And so I really appreciated having both of you in that room, for sure. That was the most excited I've ever been about the ripe music artist yeah. side of ripe creatives because there was so much collaboration. I just thrive in that kind of space mm-hmm. where Aaron's like, yo, I'm working on stuff with Rashid. And you know, where like, yeah, I'm singing a song for Demir. Leah's doing track outs for Demir. And uh, somebody, I think Eve's or somebody else was doing a track for Rick. And it was just like the whole room was kind of talking about different projects that they were working on with each other. And that was, that's not a mandated thing in ripe that they have to do that, mm-hmm. but it's an outcome of relationship. You're around dope people. You love dope people. Those dope people love you. You're probably going to create some dope stuff together.
2: Yeah. It was definitely encouraging hearing everyone's ideas and plans for the future. But then, as some people know me, like I kind of crushed dreams. <laughs> so it was Sometimes. just a matter of like, in my head, I'm like, I'll talk. I'll talk. <laughs> you're not going to do it, but... <laughs>
0: No, we're leaving
2: that in, <laughs> bro. How leaving that in? He a, I'm, said, cut I, that out. I observed the room. Like, this is probably the first time I was, like, I don't want to say invited, but like, I was a part of a meeting like this. And I loved it. Like, I love being creative. I love talking about logistics. So, like, I'm just trying to see, like, the best fit for me. Like, do people need help with the admin side, the tech side, or the pastoral side? And for the most part, like, we all need pastoral. And I feel like that's where I'm being led to just help people out with making sure everyone's good. But in regards to capacity of checking in on everyone, I don't I, I could just like safely say that like I don't have the capacity in this season. But yeah, it was very nice to just be in a room. So thank you, Scott, for allowing me to be there.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. And you know, things will change over time and it's good for you guys to be completely aware of what's happening big picture. Yeah. As some of the the engine behind the whole ripe. Thing that God's doing, so I really appreciate both of you. Um, After those first two meetings during triads, at the same time, we had the worship fest meeting, which I thought was really important. Um, We had the meeting with Jonathan Curtis and the pavilion looking out over the field, where you know this worship event that we did last year happened, and you know will be potentially a part of our rhythm as a community moving forward. Right? Um, I just think it was so important to talk about worship fest as an event and to be able to say, Hey, if this is part of what we're doing as a community, there needs to be a hundred percent buy-in from this community. Yeah. Right. Because it's not them throwing an event and asking us to come perform on it. It's us together building out an event for the region. Yeah. And with that, we got to do a better job than what we did on the first one. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was super healthy. Um, you know, talk about Dream Crushers. Jonathan Curtis is the Dream Crusher as well. So.
1: Yo, in the best way possible. I love when he like <laughs> goes for the throat. It's so funny.
2: It's good. It's very, very good. I haven't heard that yet.
1: What? <laughs> Him being like that. Oh. <laughs> be oh, that he, he will destroy some dreams. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who just who's just gonna restart a new podcast called The Dream Crushers? Ralph Jared, Yo. Scott, and Jonathan. I'll talk. <laughs> it's so funny. Um after after lunch, again, thank you, Simone, for wonderful tacos. They were super hot oh, and spicy they were so and I, good. I almost died.
1: They um, weren't even as spicy as I've had before. I didn't she, like the pineapple No, the pineapple <laughs> was great in it, bro. <laughs> like, oh those things ugh, perfect. <laughs> Brad, why perfect. are you coming
2: at her tacos, bro? <laughs> oh, no, I'm just saying it's just my opinion. <laughs> it,
0: it was, was great, like, regardless. pineapple and tacos, whatever. Simone, thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. for your generosity and your love and your time and your energy <laughs> to make us food, even if Raf doesn't like pineapple.
2: Pastore tacos. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> yeah. So after lunch, we went and had a uh, creatives team meeting, and other people went and did triad stuff, and that creatives team was just super, super, super on point. And uh, so I just remember us kind of really talking about the venue stuff and like... Mm-hmm. You know, how do we navigate long-term relationship with the, um, you know, what venues do we want to do creatives in? Uh, how have we enjoyed the gallery events? How have we enjoyed the open mics events, the concert events? What's our rhythm going to be like for 2024? Yeah. Um, just like a really, really solid meeting uh, where everybody was kind of given their two cents and given perspective. Um, and yeah, I just remember that that team meeting being like super solid. I just appreciate the greatest team so so much. <laughs> um now we were running late because of breakfast running late. So we we're running late all day. So we we're trying to yeah. play catch up all day and lunch started late. Like our team likes to hang out yes. and talk. We are not like people who are just gonna get from point A to point B without taking the forty forty year journey through the wilderness to get there.
1: <laughs> fair? No, that's very fair. I'm laughing cuz it's accurate. <laughs> it's
0: very fair. So so we're running late the whole day. we were supposed to have a right poetry meeting. Oof. And RIP, right poetry did not have a meeting. And Greg ABG and surging were like literally hurt. I mean, they, I don't think they were actually that hurt, but I don't want to speak to like minimize their hurt cuz I did I had to apologize for sure. Yeah. Um, I was like, this is not my intent to make you guys feel less than today at all. And so they are like, we're going to do a 10-minute ten min- ten meeting with you now. Like, that's happening. Or else we're all going to, like, march out of here and burn down the camp. So we had, like, a 10-minute meeting. We accomplished probably more in that 10-minute meeting
1: than a lot of the hour-long meetings. Well, I think that also helps because there's only four of you to start yes. with. You all are already on the same page. You all talk as a whole more regularly than anyone else, so you don't really. To me, it was like I understand why you needed that meeting, but I was also like, it, it already happens a lot more than all the others. You just didn't get to do it on this day. <laughs> yep, that's
0: fair. Right, poetry is a beast of a community. Like those three are something different, mm-hmm. and it's just amazing how God has like orchestrated this whole thing with the poetry stuff. But it was important to have that 10-minute meeting, for sure. Mm-hmm. And it went really well. And then we came in and did outcomes.
1: Right, that's when we did the
0: We did yeah, outcomes, yeah, yeah. and then we had dinner, and then after dinner we did the Ripe Renaissance meeting. Um, and that was a big deal. Uh, we had a two-hour meeting where we presented an entire concept idea, thing that we were thinking about doing one day. And uh, it was special literally met 50-50 with people who were very excited for it, people who were very against it. Not against it, but just very hesitant, cautious. Mm-hmm. Um, felt like this feels like it's going to hurt our community if we try to do this. Like We're biting off more than we can chew right now. Yeah, And so we just basically tabled it um, as a concept, as an idea for the right now. Um, but I think even spending those two hours navigating that whole conversation to get to a place of like not yet
1: yeah, says a lot about our community. It needed to happen because otherwise we'd all have we'd have people like mentally planning it out and like spending effort of their own to try and figure out how to make it work when in reality like it's not time so there's no point
2: putting in that effort yet yet. Yeah the time wasn't ripe
0: <laughs> Well done, well done Ryan Well done <laughs>
2: No, I come to agreement because we were being realistic and I feel like that, that was the purpose of being in a retreat, like actually all talking about it all at once. Mm-hmm. Um everyone had a say into it, and even though it took two hours, like I felt like everyone felt heard. So
0: That's the important thing. And that's sort of that's the thing. It was almost like a case study in how do you get to conclusions in a room of forty people without just arbitrarily top down approach telling people what's happening. And I think what As exhausting as it was for me to facilitate it physically, it was so worth it to get to that point where it's like, you're heard. Like, you actually are. Not me telling you you're heard, but people feeling heard because we're not just ignoring all the hesitations that were brought up, right? We're like, okay, we'll table it. We'll figure it out. We'll bring it back up. Maybe we'll talk about this again in the fall and see if people have moved or whatever. But we're not just going to arbitrarily say, well, if you're not about this, get out of the community. Yeah. Like that's that's so absurd, right? <laughs> to move and operate that way. Some people hold on to visions so deeply that n- anything that comes against that vision is a, is an attack against them or their character. And the way I've always felt is, man, just because something's a no, like it might be a not yet, it might not actually yeah. be a no. And I felt that in other areas of my life that you guys know about, right? Mm-hmm. Like things that are going on within right that I'm not at liberty to say are three years old dreams that are starting to come to the fruition now. Right. It's like, man, I've been praying for this for three years and it's just now happening. Same thing could happen with what we discussed at the retreat for those two hours. Mm-hmm. It might come back up in six months. It might come up. It might be six years, In theory, it could be six decades, right? It could just be a prayer that we're laying a seed for that somebody else is going to run with. And, you know, who knows what will happen? Abraham didn't see the the promise, you know what I mean? Like, none of them really saw the promise in Hebrews 11. They're all believing God for stuff they didn't actually get to experience in their own natural lives. And so I think what God has given us to talk out and think about is a beautiful thing it might just not be for us or not for us right now and that's okay too
1: and with that meeting it it wasn't even just outcomes of how we felt about that discussion itself there were things that came out that affirmed more about our community like like multiple people including myself like affirmed and voiced concern over losing community aspects and like not being able to spend the time together that we do and It showed how important that is to us and that that's something that made me happy that it was important to us because it shows that we care about each other, not just to get a check here and there on a gig. We care about each other because we want to be around each other. We enjoy each other's presence, each other's company, everything.
0: Yep. Yeah, because when when we're bringing up this whole idea in that two-hour meeting, we were saying, if we're going to do this, the cost is... We're probably gonna have to do less of X Y and Z mm-hmm. if we're gonna take on something this massive and launch something this all-encompassing we're probably not going to be able to do these other things that we currently do right and it was like what <laughs> Never, you will not take our family nights away. I
1: was like,
0: I was like, oh dang, they really. I didn't even know people really enjoyed family night. I don't know. Like, I'm always like, I hope people come because you know that's genuinely how I feel, and I want people to come to family night because I think it's the deepest expression of what we do is relationship, trust being built over time spent together, and not everybody's going to be on every gig. It's just not realistic unless we were doing a hundred person tour all across the world for the rest of our lives. Um, we are not going to spend that much time together on these you know, 50,000 little gigs that we do. Mm-hmm. So family night's a place for us to come together and make sure we fellowship and hear one another. And when the thought of taking those away, not even completely, just like half of them or a third of them, there was like an uproar. It was like a revolution. They were like, <laughs> burn them at the stake. <laughs> Don't take away the family nights,
1: <laughs> And I was
0: like, okay, I guess we're not doing it. But you're right. I mean, that came out of that. And just like some things that are probably still in process for us to figure out. Yeah. You know, different things where it's like, you know what? Balance is important. And different people have different life rhythms. Like some people who are really, really, really excited about it. Have different capacities than some of the people who were not excited about it, mm-hmm. and I think that that is all a part of the narrative with Rep Creatives. We're a hodgepodge of people, and everybody's at different places during different seasons, and that's okay.
2: Facts. So yeah, that's one of a few things that I actually like spoke up about. It was just at least for me, I was just sitting there, and I'm I'm like I said, I'm happy to be in a room to just hear everyone out. Everyone had a voice, and I'm like in my seat just listening and I'm like, come on guys, Like, I feel like we need to work on this. Specifically when I say we need to work on this, it's communication, it's community, it's following up with people, um, actually like responding to text messages. So as we we're talking about Renaissance, I'm like, how do we, in my head, how do we move on to something new when we can't even figure this out with what we're doing right now? So yeah, after two hours, I said that and it felt good to even just say that. It just- was the
0: nail in the coffin. <laughs> The renaissance has died, yo.
2: <laughs> yeah, because Scott was asking thumbs up or thumbs down, and I had my thumbs down for that specific reason. It was just making sure that we work on this before actually starting something new. Yeah. And like I said, I appreciate the time and just being allowed to even just speak up on that. And I felt like it, it was a very safe space for me and others.
0: Yeah, I think it's totally fair. And I think it's true. I think the the challenge for me was you cannot do something at this scale with me, Raph, and Jarrett, and Ant, and five other people being bought in. Like, you, ju- you just can't. You have to have 100% buy-in. Now, granted, some, some people's 100% buy-in might only be a certain thing. Like, I can facilitate one aspect of this thing, you know, and that's all I can do. Because everybody has different capacities and different seasons. But everybody needed to be fully, like, this is the right thing for us to do in order for us to move forward because we make decisions together. It's even written into our covenant as a community. And something this important to steward, we got to be on the same page. And when it was clear that we weren't all on the same page, it was like, yeah, this is a no. For now. For For now. now. And we'll see what happens moving forward. But that was a really important meeting. And um, I'm thankful that we did it because I think you're right. Even though we're not doing anything with it, the fact that We got it done, that we're not wasting the next six months planning out, finding venues, finding locations, signing contracts, all that kind of stuff to get this thing together. Just to find out we're not doing it. (laughs) Right. Like, no, it's better to find out now, okay, this isn't happening. And we're going to do some more concerts. We'll wait a little bit. We're going to go do some more block parties. We're going to go do some more creatives. We're going to go do some more this, that, and the third, right? Like, there's other things that we're already doing. Um, it's okay if it's a no. And I think that that, that's a mantra for me in this community. It's okay if it's a no, you know? Like, it's okay. Lives change, people go through rhythms, and we got to figure it out as as we navigate that together. So um, after that, we had a little private meeting about some folks in our community who were transitioning, and uh, we got to pray over them and love on them and I just think it's it's such an important thing for, you know, RIPE to be a place that honors and releases people well as they make transitions to other places. Mm -hmm. Um, That's something I've seen modeled over time. And I want, you know, our community to be a place that does that well. I never want to be something that hoards people or frustrates people on their way out or makes people feel guilty about leaving or moving on to to bigger, better things for them. Um, So I think that that was just like really important to. To honor them, and you wrap up the retreat together, and and get on our merry way. Um, other things that just stuck out for for me, for you guys, like retreat overall, outside of the things we've mentioned or anything else.
1: It was nice getting to see everybody outside of like your house or a family night, and it not be for a gig. Because <laughs> <laughs> any time that I see people outside of a family night, most of the time it's working an event and my level of community or my level of socializing is hi, here's your pack. Thanks for the pack back. Bye. <laughs> it it be it's high at the beginning and bye at the end. And that's that's like as much time as I get to spend socializing at some events. So getting to see everyone outside of even just family nights was really
2: nice. Just hanging out. In the aspect of like doing life with people, even though it was just one day and one night, like I got to see everyone's manners. <laughs> if we were roommates or you know in one space so <laughs> <laughs> some are good some are bad but for the most part like i feel like everyone behaved and i just love seeing everyone's dynamic just like jared said like seeing them outside of you know their gigs and what they do for a living artist or whatever the case may be so it's nice to see everyone just being human
1: It's mm. <laughs> good Banners.
0: <laughs> That's so funny.
2: Raph rap will crush some dreams. He's
0: oh,
1: the dream crusher. This is what happens in my head for the most part. Oh, so oh my funny. gosh. I just remember I woke, apparently, I woke up like half the dorm during the night because I was getting over some nasty cold and I sounded like <laughs> I was dying. I would cough the whole night through. SD the next morning is like yo is someone dying (laughs) (laughs) and it's just me hacking my lungs up in the bunk bed like two rows down oh man yeah I forgot about that I did hear about
0: that um man what a what a cool thing shout out to Carson Simpson for letting us do it um on site super cheap uh really appreciate you making that accessible for us. I shouldn't say that super cheap because no. that's not what their normal prices are, but nope. we're in relationship with them. And so they cut us a deal and we really appreciate that. Um, man, it's just good. Like it was so important to me. I feel like we, it's something we need to do every year. Um, you if know, not I don't, more often. I don't know how feasible that is, but no, it's not. But I'm just not saying. with our community. <laughs>
1: not with our community.
0: <laughs> no, not with how busy everybody in our team is. If we
1: were doing one in October, we should have planned it in February. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: it needed to be planned in 2022 for t- October 2023 for sure. Um, but no, it is. It is just a thing where it's like, man, this is it's exciting stuff, and you know, I, I think I think if I have a goal, it is for the. Um, Creatives to maybe do something, Mm -hmm. like a retreat or something one day, or the poets for sure. Like There's a lot of stuff that we're planning to do together. The artists to do a retreat. um, The worship team to do their own retreat. Like For those groups to be able to do their own thing maybe throughout the year a couple times, but I think once a year we have to create a moment where everybody in Ripe, everybody in Ripe Creatives as a whole, comes together and does this. You know, that we have a space to call our own. And I would love for us to get more effective in the work aspect that the retreat could actually be more of a retreat than a working retreat one day. We're just not there yet. You know, it was Mm -hmm. important to get work done when we were together this time. But that's definitely a goal. I I think I I left thinking we got to do this again. You know, even if it's May 2024, we still got to do this again for sure.
2: Yeah, definitely more team building exercises. (laughs) Raph's <laughs> okay. yeah. been saying this all day We have some competitive people in this group We gotta get them out He just wants to
1: make He like, wants content. to truck somebody
2: <laughs> <laughs> Raph just wants to truck
0: somebody In Backyard Football is what's happening right now But yeah, thank you guys For tuning in to today's episode We talked about not an event But a retreat that we did for ourselves uh, The Ripe Retreat, May 12th through the 13th your generosity, uh, the people who partner with us with Ripe Creatives, is what made it possible. Yes. So you, thank you for supporting us, so that we could go out and get a place and go spend a couple of days together to plan out, um, you know, what we're trying to accomplish as Ripe Creatives in the rest of this year and moving forward. You know, what are some of the dreams that have that have been soaring? What are some of the dreams that have went dormant? Um, what do we need to resurrect? What do we need to put to sleep? You know. Um, I think it's so important to have space to be able to make those kinds of clarifying decisions together. And the retreat was definitely that. So I'm very, very thankful for it. Thank you for partnering with us, if you do, so that we can go do stuff like this. If you're here and you don't currently partner with us, we'd encourage you to jump on our website, ripecreatives.com, and uh, find you know a way that you can give uh, to support what we do so that we can do even more of it. Um, Savage Consultation, Top Mop Productions, <laughs> Raph, Jarrett, thank you guys for everything y'all do for RIPE Creatives, for RIPE the team, for Creatives of the platform. Um, seriously, could not do what we do. We would not exist without y'all um, doing the stuff that you guys do behind the scenes to make this whole shit move forward. So thank you, seriously, 10 times over for all that you guys do. I really, really appreciate you both.
2: Love doing it. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs>
0: We love y'all as well, and uh, until next time, stay right. A lot of things trying to divide again. i even been seeking the father, the clarity coming. I'm seeing the light again, but all these things I do so I can know you. My heart yearns for you, my heart burns for you. Crafted with intelligent design, sin was leading straight to my demise. But the moment I encountered.